Happy Monday, First Love Church family. Again, we're broadcasting you alive from death row. And today we're going to be talking about a scripture that is really close to my heart. It's Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. And uh, let's do this. I was a dead man walking until you left this dead man walking back to life. So it goes like this. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's portion or the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. And, you know, it, it amazes me because he was not much more than a boy when he was snatched away from everything that he knew and taken captive by a strange people who practiced strange and abominable customs, frankly. And the Babylonian Empire, it, it was a pagan empire, and it must have been shocking to Daniel to learn that he was expected to adopt this culture as his own. He had every reason to doubt that God cared for him since he had really, he had done absolutely nothing to bring this fate upon himself. But the scripture says that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. How, how often um, are we presented with a situation where we are taken from our circumstances, where we're comfortable, we're living our life for God, and, and something happens to alter that dramatically to where suddenly we're expected to adopt principles or to adopt ideas that are foreign to what we've been living in, and we know we're foreign to God. I know, you know, if we think we can, we can relate to that in some way, each of us, but uh, we live in a culture now that is approaching the level of paganism that Daniel saw. And he saw this in Babylon, but, but do we purpose in our hearts, like intentionally, purposefully, with passion, do we purpose in our hearts not to defile ourselves? Or do we say, oh, well, you know, it, it's just this small thing. And way too many Christians now, and I confess I've, I've fallen into this trap, the snare of the fowler, as it's called in Proverbs, way too many Christians now are, are comfortable in and around defiling elements when we should be recoiling as if from a hot flame and often we are simply shrugging our shoulders and turning a blind eye or even worse we're participating in the world and going to church on Sunday and raising our hands in praise do we imagine that God does not see our sin or that he is somehow relaxed in his attitude towards our sin is it something that we haven't been able to help that's been thrust upon us as, as, as if it's, it's not our fault, so therefore it's not our responsibility to resist? Is cheap grace the only kind of grace in which we exist, where we know that God is going to forgive us? 1 John 1, 9 tells us so. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, and if then we're going to raise our hands in praise, then our hands should fit this description. 2 Samuel 22, verses 21 and 22, it tells us, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. That's Daniel, that's Daniel in a nutshell. That was his attitude, uh, you know, and, and, and this, uh, this attack of, of Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar on Israel, it was in fact um, 
consequences for Israel's action and its own idolatry and its own failure. But Daniel, you see, Daniel, Daniel was never a part of that. Daniel was raised in the word. Daniel was in love with the word. Daniel was in love with God. He loved being in service to God. And, and so this makes me ask you, if we're raising our hands in the worship service and they have blood on them, the blood of our sin, then we belong at the altar of repentance and our face before the Lord of glory seeking his forgiveness and restoration. So, but how much the better thing to come to church on a Sunday morning with a clean conscience, having been able to comb our hair, get ready for church, looking in the mirror and seeing someone who knew that he did not have to go to the altar of repentance, but was able instead to go to the altar of praise because his hands were clean, free of the blood of our sin. See, see, because the king's delicacies, whether you're looking at it in Daniel's day or in the times that we have now, and I, I, I interpret the king's delicacies as the temptations of the world that are distractions to keep us from the face of God. The delicacies of this world are, are, are sometimes lust, sometimes a substance abuse, sometimes adultery, some, so many different things that, that the world considers to be delicacies and is approving of them. But the king's delicacies are not for the sanctified heart, and neither is the wine he drinks. You know, we've got a saying at First Love Church, you know, in Cana, in Cana uh, Jesus turned the uh, water into wine. At First Love Church, we have a saying, and it says, this is the place where Jesus turned the wine into water. Have a wonderful day, you guys. We love you. Let's pray. Lord, today we will purpose in our hearts not to be defiled by the things of this world. We will keep the cross ever before our eyes and we shall not turn to the right or to the left from the sight of it. Today we will be living in a way that shows that we know that we were bought at a price and that we are not our own, that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, the temples of the Holy Spirit of the eternal God. Amen. Have a great day, family. Join us again tomorrow, and God bless you. This is First Love Church. Welcome home.